0: Welcome, everybody, to another First Impressions episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys
1: podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, my my friend. Just a nice Saturday morning. Yeah. I don't know if you've been outside yet, but it's a, a little. brisk. Cloudy. Oh, yeah. The,
0: the garden produced several vegetables this morning. Mmm. Yes. Got a little vegetable garden. I got some, not my first zucchinis and squash, but... I got the most I've ever gotten at one time, so it's going to be a good dinner.
1: Do you really have a vegetable garden? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a okay. vegetable
0: garden. Cool. Sorry. Yeah, I, got, <laughs> I got some tomatoes that I haven't started yet, some some cilantro that I'm going to have to replant. Yeah. I say all this. Let me clarify, I guess. Uh, my roommate has a vegetable garden of which wow. I reap the benefits and occasionally water some vegetables. <laughs> but, you know, I pay half rent, so they're half mine. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if know. that's how it works, but <laughs> I'm just going to keep rolling with it until they listen to this and change yeah. their mind. Yeah, let it ride. I'm going to let it ride. So this is a first impressions episode and our normal every Monday, occasional Thursday releases, we watch and review a straight to stream science fiction or science fiction adjacent movie, television show, what have you, trying to find those hidden gems. For our first impressions, we watch something a little bit more popular, less Maybe not less indie, but less B-movie grade (laughs) content and uh, just give a real high level first impressions. No deep dives, anything like that. There's plenty of people out there that are going to be reviewing the same thing we're reviewing. So there's no point in uh, making you listen to yet more information about certain actors
1: or directors and that type of thing. You know what? I, I disagree. Oh, really? This is very b
0: I agree. I agree. It did have a limited theatrical release this past week. It is, I mean, everyone who clicked on this podcast knows what we what we watched because it's in the name of the episode. So we watched Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's newest creation. I don't know. I think it's as, as not B-movie as you can get with a zombie film.
1: I, I think it's just a, this is a big production that just happens to be a B-movie that has yeah. Zack Snyder's purchasing power behind it. <laughs> and Netflix's yeah. seemingly deep
0: wallets. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still got popular actors, a director who's well known at this point. Probably one of the more well known directors, what with uh the Justice League recut uh just a month or two ago. So while this is maybe more in B movie territory than say Mortal Kombat or the aforementioned Justice League, it's still a big release with big name actors. Uh, so we're not we're not going to dedicate the time telling you who Dave Batista is. Although the only thing I'll say about him is that if you told me he was going to be a good actor twenty years ago, I would have called <laughs> you a
1: liar. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Blade Runner twenty or whatever twenty forty nine or whatever it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that I mean in the theater? Okay, yes. Yeah, the first thing I ever saw him in as an as an actor. Oh, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised by his I guess range. More than anything. Yeah. Uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're I don't think the first thing...
0: Yeah, I know, but I'm going to answer you. So we're just off topic already. We're less than five minutes in. We've in. been recording <laughs> for just over five minutes. So less than five minutes into an edited episode, we're off topic. The first thing <laughs> I remember seeing Dave Batista in and going, oh, that's Batista, I believe was, and I'm looking up the dates just to be sure, Spectre. Yes, mm. Spectre. He plays... Well, was he in Gardens of the Gal- Galaxy before Spectre? Yes. Oh. And I'd, I'd guess I, did I watch those out of order? No, I, I don't think I did. Well, I mean, they can't came they, a, a
1: year within each other, so.
0: I guess my brain's mixing them up as far as the timeline there. But I guess, yeah, the first thing I saw him in would have been Gardens of the Galaxy. Uh, that I remember, yeah, well, I would say seen him wrestle.
1: I should probably qualify my or statement. My dad says his, he's <laughs> wrestling. So a wrestler. He's a wrestler. <laughs> Blade Runner twenty forty nine is the first movie I saw him in a dramatic oh role. Sure, like sure because I saw him in Riddick. Yeah, you know um, opposite one Vin Diesel.
0: One of one Vin Diesel, not two,
1: <laughs> not Vins Diesel. Uh, but I mean, he was just like um. I mean, he was subtle, but he was just you know right. just a sure a hinch. So
0: You're right. Well, I mean, it's just of the galaxy with like this comedy, right? So yeah. he showed the chops there, but you're right. Blade Runner 2049 showed that he could do a different type of scene and still, I mean, he still gets in a fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's a different it's, it's character true. for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I said we weren't going to go deep diving into these actors and we immediately started breaking down Dave Batista's entire career. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to throw some facts at you. I'm going to ask for some facts. And then I'm going to ask for your opinions on this movie. Army of the Dead, it released yesterday on Netflix, did have a limited release starting back on the 14th of May in some Cinemark theaters, uh, but it is sitting on IMDb right now at a 6.3 out of 10 stars with just shy of 24,000 reviews. In fact, if I refresh... I'm, sitting I'm a at feeling. 25. Yep, 25,000. So the reviews are coming in still sitting at that 6.3. It's got a median score of 7. I will say yesterday when I first looked up this movie after after watching it, I say last really last night, it was sitting in the the low 7. So as usual things come in a little high and then they kind of settle into their actual their actual ranking. Uh, did you have the Rotten Tomatoes and or Metacritic?
1: Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at 71% fresh, based on 174 critical reviews. Audience score of 78%, based on 100 audience reviews. Metacritic, as per usual, a little harsher. Not necessarily more negative, but more average, 57 critically. And then a user score of 6.2. So
0: Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's always what these these day one releases I'm refreshing and seeing the numbers adjust a little bit so everyone's getting their reviews in. But I don't expect it'll move a whole lot. I have a blurb from IMDb. Okay. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted.
1: (laughs) Here's the Netflix blurb. Oh, give it to me. After a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas... A group of mercenaries takes the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. <laughs> wow! Hey, so uh, they, let okay. me copy your homework. Sure. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just change a few things. <laughs> I mean, technically, what,
0: what would be proper? Mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, or mercenaries takes the ultimate? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh-huh. I think the I think IMDb might have actually have better grammar in this <laughs> one instance. I thought I never thought I'd say that. Before diving into your thoughts and opinions uh, on this film, do you want to
1: give the Rotten Tomatoes consensus? Uh, sure. An ambitious, over-the-top zombie heist mashup, comma, Army of the Dead brings Zack Snyder back to his genre roots with a suitably gory splash. Um, and I guess what they're really referring to is, I we talked about it a little bit on um, the Snyder Cut, but uh, Zack Snyder did cut his teeth in the Hollywood Industry. Like its first directorial, well, it's a directorial debut. It wasn't the first thing that he directed, but it was his first Hollywood release. Um, Dawn of the Dead from 2004 is a remake of George Romero's 1978 horror film, Dawn of the Dead. Yes. I'll go ahead and read the first line off Wikipedia for Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead is a 2021 American zombie heist film, which... I never thought that those words would be included <laughs> right next to each other. Uh, no. Directed by Zack Snyder with screenplay by Snyder, Shay Halton, and Joby Harold based on Snyder's screen story. What are your thoughts? My initial thoughts and opinions are, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, and I think that as Hollywood, as we move forward in making movies that I, I've talked about it before in the past, which is ironic because David Bautista was in this movie, but a lot of movies get Guardians of the Galaxy, which is apparently what happened to Suicide Squad, where this movie comes out, which is this ensemble action comic book comedy that completely changes the trajectory of movies. Because now everything is like that, mm. where you, you, you can find the, like, there's chances to find the comedy in action, right? Yeah. This movie, I feel like that is absent There were very few moments in which I laughed out loud, and the moments in which I did laugh out loud was probably something that was completely unintentional and not meant by anyone to be funny.
0: Oh, you don't think that Zack Snyder carefully crafted
1: that laughter (laughs) into your experience? (laughs) Like, I'm I'm watching this movie. It's late at night. My wife is in the room, and um, it's at the very beginning, the opening sequence, where they are driving um, a package, and there are these two guys the driver and his co-pilot and they're you know bantering back and forth about what's in this package. And that's funny, right? Cuz I think it was it was meant to be funny.
0: Oh yeah, it's a lot of levity because you know cuz you know it's a zombie film and you know it's about to happen. Like it yeah. always it's in every single zombie film that starts that doesn't start mid zombie invasion, I guess, <laughs> is the inevitable outbreak. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they're driving, they get into an accident, their package becomes open and they're radioing back to headquarters, and they're like, hey, the package has been compromised. And then the, the person on the radio is like, leave. Stop everything you're doing and just leave. If you can't get people out, leave them. They're dead. And there are these guys standing next to a vehicle that does not appear to be disabled in any way. And then they just run instead well, of getting in the car and driving off. That, that vehicle, wasn't
0: that the vehicle that got hit?
1: No, like, they 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 swerve the guy to got, avoid the oncoming.
0: No, the guy gets out of the front seat and he's like bleeding in his face. So he just they just hit something.
1: I mean, they go off road. Yeah, you know, and they bump around a little bit, but it, it does not appear to be any major damage. I, I don't know. I just I was very confused. I was like, just drive away. Uh, and then it, what inevitably happens to it makes me laugh. Yeah, but I, I did enjoy this movie. There were a couple of casting choices which I. Maybe at the beginning I didn't necessarily agree with, but later on as the movie continued, I really enjoyed. Uh, I think I would agree, probably with the six point three. Okay. I was I was impressed by pretty much every actor. Uh, they're very very. They were. Uh, I was I was really impressed by the people who were in the zombie makeup. Oh yeah. I think uh, Zeus, as they call the, the the alpha zombie, the primary guy. I thought he was really great. Yeah. No. So I, I like the film. Awesome. So what about you? I also enjoyed the film. It was a lot of fun. It,
0: man, it, it had some intense scenes. Just everything's on edge, what's about to happen. The makeup and the effects were great. The story is original if not a little bit tropey at the near the end, which is unfortunate. I thought the actors were great. I had no issues with any of the casting whatsoever. I really enjoyed the beginning of the movie, just the montage. Like we got an entire other movie yeah, at the, In the first less than 10 minutes, just through visual storytelling, there's a song being being played and we're seeing the zombie uprising happen, which is kind of a montage, but they're able to tell a story. There's a whole other character that's part that's in their group that, that dies at the end of that story. And I was like, wow, like I felt a reaction to it. I was like, that was really well done. Like just this, this whole bit is like a music video, almost really impressed with that. You're right. I also th- thought the same thing about the car uh, at the beginning. I uh, It's not the dumbest decision that anyone makes in the movie <laughs> by a long shot. But I, I did like afterwards like, oh, he's got blood. Like, he They must have been. That must have been what crashed, right? It, it is what it is. You know it's about to happen. So it's it, I guess kind of I accepted it because I was like, oh, they're going to become. Well, here are the zombies, right? I really, really liked the action. I actually looked up Samantha Wynn. Mm -hmm. who plays Chambers Chambers yes she she plays Chambers who's just a random like she they hire this mercenary they hire an extra basically sharpshooter named Guzman who has a YouTube channel where he fights zombies which is pretty accurate and he brings her along a couple he tries to bring a couple people along she's the only one that comes just as an extra she's just an extra person but she gets the best action sequence and scene in the entire movie bar none I was extremely impressed. Looking her up because I'd never, I didn't know who she was, where she's from. She has almost as many stunts credited to her as she does acting. In fact, she played a character in Man of Steel and was also a stunt double f- for a different character in Man of Steel. She's like a, a an Olympian wushu fighter for Canada. Did all, I'm I'm hundred percent certain she did all her own stunts. I don't, I don't think she wouldn't. Just judging from her, from what I've read and and whatnot. So that was great. Batista's action sequences are great. The blood and gore is great. Uh, The the characters all make a series of stupid decisions, (laughs) which really my biggest complaint about this movie is going to sound a little maybe hypocritical. But they gave Zack Snyder too much control. Of this movie. And I know that's the exact opposite of what I said when we were talking about Justice League and Zack Snyder's cut. This movie is two hours and 28 minutes long, which is about 30 minutes too long. They really like the third act drags. They have an hour until a nuke is a literal nuke is going to be dropped on them, and there's no sense of urgency. The editing doesn't give you a faster pace. Like it should be ramping up when I feel like it's dragging out. And of course, we have your typical horror movie slash zombie movie ending where uh-oh there's more zombies or gonna be i would give it a solid seven okay just because of the cinematography the acting whatnot even though the story and the pacing does fall down near the end i think it's still worth it and i think that the character that everyone is most likely to hate i don't hate them so that's why matt what are you what about you
1: uh, movies crafted beautifully i mean i think that's just a staple of all uh z snyder's movie making ability because even in his Probably least popular movies. It's funny that you talk about having a a montage at the beginning that tells a story. Uh, it, that's one of the most like derided parts of Watchmen. Oh, I love that <laughs> part <laughs> of Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying it's not good. I just a lot of people were like, why did why'd you do that? Why didn't you have blah blah blah? Whatever. I've got spoilers for the end of this episode. My my ballot for idiot of the movie has like twenty people on it. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I, I actually stopped keeping track of people who I believed are idiots of the movie (laughs) because I was like, there's too many. There are literally too many people that I, I'm just going to, I think they're a bunch of dumb dumbs. So that, that is what it is. Uh, I don't know what to tell you on that one. There are a bunch of dumb decisions that get made and I'm not entirely sure why those dumb decisions get made in the first place. Well, we can talk about them if you like. (laughs) I've thought about some of them. All night, essentially. Okay. <laughs> you just <laughs> stared at your ceiling, watching the fan blades spin. Yeah, just why like they
0: do that? Why? <sighs> what is happening?
1: Let's start out with the first dum-dum, I guess. Well, I'm going to go ahead and lump them all into one. Anyone involved in the beginning accident. Oh, sure, sure, sure. We're in a military convoy, and the guy in the lead vehicle constantly takes his eyes off the road, right? Yep. First of all. Duh. Idiot, right? Co-pilot, constantly distracting him. Now you're an idiot. Third and fourth place votes for this particular moment are the new husband and wife that, that are celebrating their marriage and driving to Vegas. Where she's distracting; she's she distracts the driver, causing him to change lanes and you know cause a zombie apocalypse. So, congratulations! Yeah, they didn't <laughs> I think, live to I think, see it. So, yeah, <laughs> I just can't get over that. Secondly, anyone on this team, literally everyone involved. Going in to a zombie quarantine zone, they're all idiots for various reasons. One, Dave Patisa's character somehow managed to get blackmailed by his own kid, which the moment she said, I'm going in there, whether you like it or not, he should have just pulled out his handgun and shot her in the leg. (laughs) Said, no, you're not going anywhere. You're staying here. So she would have been alive. Congratulations, Dave. You're an idiot. Now, then again, had he not done that, she wouldn't have been around to kill him. When he turned into a zombie. Well, inevitably. he wouldn't have turned into a zombie, but that's a whole other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a lot of cause and effect there, sure.
0: I will say, yeah. in small defense, you don't have a zombie movie without an opening sequence with dumb people. So I'm going to, sure. you know, like that, that's, I mean, that's, that is what it is. That's
1: how all zombie apocalypse, yes, apocalypses start someone being an idiot. Yep. Or several somebodies.
0: Two, for the trope of, I'm coming with you and you can't stop me, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. I thought they did a pretty decent job of it. Like, the the blackmail, the threat, She he didn't just cave because he wants to get to know her or blah, blah, blah. It was, oh, it, and I, I get what you're saying about shooting her, but there were no buses left for her to leave on. Like, if they didn't, you know, like, she needed to wait for them to come back so they could all leave together.
1: It was her, she, her bus was there. They just arrived.
0: The In a bus. <laughs> oh, I guess she could have gotten in that same bus, but she's supposed to drive them out, I suppose, right? So... I I don't know. I I didn't mind that type of blackmail. The blackmail of, well, I'm going to do this. Either I'm going to follow in after you and it's going to be more dangerous or I can go with you. I I didn't mind it as much as, you know, just the overdone. And I think it's overdone because we've watched our fair share of, I don't know, young adult style movies and stories and whatnot where the kid just but i'm i'm 16 i'm an i'm almost an adult treat me better blah 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 and suddenly the parents like yeah i guess you can go and to do whatever you want to do and it's dangerous and they get hurt <laughs> um i don't know so i'm i guess i just don't i don't 100% agree with with you yeah. saying that he he was an idiot in that instance i think he's an idiot for going back in like there's no amount of money that's worth your life so as soon as you walk yeah. into the place and there's alpha zombies and a zombie tiger be like you know what
1: guys I was just kidding. (laughs) uh, This might have been a bad idea. Can we go? Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. (laughs) Continue. Continue. No, no, it's fine. I mean, he... (laughs) I don't know. Like, it just... It's innumerable. The Gita, this random mother who... I don't even think she lives. I think she ends up dying in the helicopter crash, but... Oh, no. 5,000. I I can go get $5,000 from a slot machine. Like, I, I, I get it. I've never been in that situation. But again... There is no amount of money worth my life. It just there isn't. Like I just there are very few things that would that you could do to force me to go into a zombie quarantine zone. Yeah. Right? Like have yeah. you ever been to Vegas at all? Yes. Okay. I've been once. I went to the strip. because so I stayed in a hotel there. And then I just kind of went a little bit outside of the the main area. It is a very small place, especially on the strip where they seemingly are. It's not a very conducive place for sneaking around, which is why Lily the coyote eventually takes them underground, which is cool, yeah, uh, <laughs> but I don't know that you just you couldn't make me do it like you literally couldn't make me do it. like you would have to threaten my family, which doesn't happen in this movie, but <laughs> like uh i'll I'll go ahead and let's talk about Lily for a second. the coyote she earns idiot status. Because she gets betrayed. She knows she's going to get betrayed. She even tells the guy that betrays her, if you do it, I'll kill you. If you already know that he's going to betray you, why give him the opportunity to let him perform that action? I don't know. I I just would have shot him in the leg, too. <laughs> just let him get taken by yeah. the alphas and get killed. You know what I mean? Can we talk about him? Martin? Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> Can we?
1: I hated him. <laughs> oh, he's scum. <laughs> Absolute scum.
0: Just, I don't understand why he had to betray everyone else. Like I get that he's a secret villain. He's really there to get the zombie blood or he ends up taking the whole head since that'll that'll help even more. Yeah. I get that, right? Having a, a secret objective that eventually puts the group at risk. Perfect sense. I'm, I'm 100% behind it. But why did everyone else have to die for him to do that? No one knew he had the head but the one coyote. He could have just gotten out with everyone else. And they could have had their money and they never would have thought, sec- you know, never would have second guessed it. It was a horrible plan on his part. Yeah. Anyways, moving on.
1: <laughs> no, his his plan was terrible. Like, not only, uh, I mean, whatever, you, you're trying to, like, you know, tie up loose ends, right? That, that's his objective. Sure. sure. A, apparently he keeps a secret that no one else knows that he knows how to fly a helicopter. Cool. In my head, what his plan all along should literally have been... Wait until the very last moment. <laughs> like, yeah. Sure, you're going to saw off this lady's head. That's whatever. I'm not... Yeah, I was I completely fine with that. I don't think that's necessarily a good idea. Yeah, but I mean, like, you wait until everyone's up. Like, you're like, cool, I'm going to go make sure that everything's on the up and up in the helicopter. You leave everyone behind, or you go first. Yep. And then you, like, get to the door, shut it, kill the pilot, and then fly away. But no, instead... <laughs> Instead, you get killed by a zombie tiger. Yeah, you know. he deserved it for his <laughs> incompetence. What's his face? Theo Rossi plays the sadistic security guard, Burt Cummings.
0: What a name.
1: Yeah. I love him. I don't know if you recognized him. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, it's Juice. Yeah, yeah. Probably oh, the saddest true. character in that whole show. <laughs> wow. Do you, you watch Sons of Anarchy? I, I've seen it up to the end of the second season. Oh, well. And then I stopped watching. His character um, go. His character art goes places. <laughs> Mikey Guzman, the YouTube star, not at like the only thing that's idiotic about him is that he agrees to go in the first place. Because I think for the most part, his actions are pretty consistent and not dumb. There are some bad choices or wrong decisions that he makes, but I think in the end, the dumbest thing he ever did was agreeing to go. He kills his partner Chambers, which you know he had to do because she was. Going to get turned into a zombie, get yeah. torn apart. Yep. So, you yeah, know, thanks for that. I, I if we're in ever zombie apocalypse and I get bitten, just put one between my eyes, man. Just do me a favor.
0: Uh, no, first of all, no. So, <laughs> like, they're always like, well, we got to kill him. It's like, no, he can still shoot a gun for the next four or five minutes. Let's just get the most out of him, you know. But I guess <laughs> in both instances, him and Chambers both explode and take a lot of zombies out with them. So,
1: yeah, Van- Vanderho Ho or yeah, Vanderhoe, right? That's how It's, it's spelled V A N D E R O H E. Yeah, I yeah. but I that's not how it's No, that is how it's spelled. Vanderho. Anyways, this guy, he and Dieter decide to go back for the money, idiots.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that one too. First of all, yes, very dumb, and they're they're my votes for idiot of the movie. I think they win on my in my mind. But at the same time, I guess, like, everything's been escalating. Like, they've been closer and closer to the money. The zombie menace has been getting incrementally worse. So I kind of get, like, they, they get to this point where it's like, yep, this is it. And I I guess, like, if you're in the mindset to join a mercenary team to even go on this mission, then, yeah, you're not leaving without the money. So I, I don't know. I I have mixed feelings about it because my initial reaction was was exactly like yours. Like, this is ridiculous but i think it makes sense when i take into account that their characters are motivated by money over over their own
1: safety the sure. whole time well yeah. it just peaks yeah. right before they die <laughs> peter's the the pilot pretty much kills herself like it's her fault her death is entirely in her own hands um cuz yeah, had okay. she just had she just stayed on the roof yeah as soon as the three of them get on the roof, they could have just flown away. I disagree. No. <laughs> I disagree. In the 15th, th- th- now there is a moment, There, there is a very, very, very trope moment when they are about to get away and for whatever reason, they take like an additional 10 or 15 seconds to like look at each other and like, oh my God, we did it. And then they turn around and there's Zeus. Right. That happens. Did they name him Zeus anywhere but the credits?
0: I think it's just the credits, yeah. Okay. So her, I, I'm going to get some flack for this. Okay. Her idiotic moment was not just leaving. <laughs> when, they were, when he was like, take me down to my kid. Maybe he has a gun on her and so she has to drop him off. But at that point, done. There's no, there's a nuclear bomb coming. Leave. Nuclear missile? Yeah. I, I don't know. because they said, They called it a nuclear bomb, but it definitely didn't look like a bomb. It definitely launched from the ground. Yeah, yeah,
1: just leave. So her idiotic moment was coming back at all, <laughs> and then Maria with a with a budding romance that appears in the final hour of this movie. I mean, her idiotic moment is agreeing to come to the plan to begin with, and then getting her neck completely turned around. That was <laughs> yeah, that caught me off guard for sure, uh, unexpected for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there's a lot of idiocy to go around, but I don't know. Like I think some of it would go away if. My advice about cutting 30 minutes from the movie, tightening it up, probably would have gotten rid of some of that. And you could have still had the character deaths and still had the ending be that tropey ending that you wanted. Right? I I just, I feel like part of the reason that all these dumb decisions happen or all the characters made the dumb decisions out of universe is that the movie's just too long. It's just too long. Mm -hmm. It's so long, in fact, that, I mean, if it was just under two hours, I could... It's it's hard for me to even recommend watching this film unless you just want a zombie action movie because it's your entire afternoon. It's two and a half hours long. It's not boring. It's not a boring two and a half
1: hours. It's just uh, it's just not quite there. No, I got you. My final thing in terms of idiocy is I'm appalled by the lack of body armor. (laughs) Everyone's bare arms and they go into a place where people
0: are going to bite you. Yeah.
1: Well, that's where everyone gets bit on the arm. Every single person gets bit on
0: the arm. There's a few neck bites or shoulder bites,
1: but yeah. Well, and and what they do is, like, multiple action sequences, they use their forearm to defend themselves, to, like, push things away from them. And they do it in the neck area, which I get if you, like, I mean, it's just physics, right? If you jam your arm, if you jam, you know, a bar, whether it's your forearm or, like, a pipe or, you know, a soda can, anything into someone's neck. They are. They literally can't bend their neck down to bite you. But I feel like even basic baseball pads would have served many of these people well.
0: They wore some elbow pads and whatnot. They just needed to cover yeah, no, up. No, 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 their, no, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm talking. Base, about, I'm talking about baseball like on, pads on yeah, the yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, on uh, from your elbow to your wrist and from your elbow to your shoulder. They're like the only person I think that even wears any sort of clothing like long sleeves is Martin. Which doesn't really help because he gets killed by a tiger. <laughs> you know, body is not going to help you there. Isn't, like, Kevlar is bite and knife resistant, isn't it? I
0: think there's some different types of, of things there. But I think that, it, yeah, Kevlar. Chainmail?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anything. I just think leather is it, bite resistant. I was absolutely appalled. Like, I really was. If these guys are experienced operators in the zombie killing business, I, I don't understand. I just really don't, like on a personal level like i just don't understand why why they would not prepare themselves as best they could now you can yeah, make yeah. the argument that they're trying to stay mobile and the, the more agile you are the more dexterous you are if you know a zombie can't bite through your armor if you, and you never let it bite you but it doesn't help any of these people <laughs> it really doesn't <laughs> and then vanderho is like he's wearing a tank top with no sleeves at all and guess where he gets bit where? On his upper arm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. What are you doing? <sighs> All right. So overall, give me your closing thoughts. Is this movie worth the price of subscription? I think if you are in the zombie watching genre, like if, if you have to see every zombie movie that comes out, I think it's a yes. The the only other real zombie movie that we watched on this pod, because I don't think Breach counts as a zombie movie. No. Even though there are space zombies, I don't think it does. No. Pandemic, which is a movie that I that we both really enjoyed, and I, I recommended it as well. I, I, th- I think even if you don't like zombie movies and you just like action movies, I think this also is worth the price of subscription.
0: Okay, so. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with your suggestion. And I will say that I did pause the movie twice for five to 10 minutes to go do something else. So it's definitely got some lulls and some obvious transitions in the story that you could you know, watch it in shorter bursts. So that's definitely an option as well.
1: But yeah. Apparently they're making a, a prequel anime series. Well,
0: they're making a prequel anime series and a prequel movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heist of the Dead or Army of Thieves. Army
0: of Thieves, yeah. yeah. Starring the uh, the German safe cracker. So pretty interesting. The last thing I want to ask you before we, we uh, sign off here, because our first impressions are becoming lasting impressions. <laughs> so I didn't know this until... Just before we started recording, but Tig Notaro, who plays Peters, the aforementioned helicopter pilot, was not in any scenes with any other characters.
1: Oh, yeah. I read this as well. She
0: was digitally added into the film to replace uh, another comedian whose name I've already forgotten because of he was, well, he was removed. Yeah, it's not important. Yeah. Did you, I I read a bunch of things about people going, oh, I didn't even notice that she wasn't there. And I said, what are they talking about? And then I read one like actual article where they were just like they, they deep dived into it so you could see all of the the ways that they put her in and how bad it was and yada 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 uh, which I I kind of I didn't notice at all. Like if I'd never saw that I would have never known that she wasn't actually in the film.
1: What about you? There were definitely some moments where like I realized that there was some editing that was going on. Yeah. But I I guess it wasn't enough for me to like I, it, I mean, there's the CGI is
0: good, and really, and do I say it's good? Like, y'all, if y'all are this is the first time y'all are listening to our podcast, we watch not great movies. <laughs> like, so, you no, know, the CGI is not fantastic, it's not MCU, Star Wars, big Hollywood production, right? This is a middling production film. So when I see small things like that, I guess I just don't notice them anymore. Like if my, maybe my brain just writes it off, or maybe I do notice it and just completely ignore it. I don't know. Ninety million dollars. See, that's not yeah. the largest,
1: um, but very close. That's definitely in the top five I, for our for our podcast. Yeah, I mean, other than the tiger, for the most part, the only CGI that like like I said, uh, I did notice that there were some moments where. With, like, because for them, a lot of her scenes are shot where she's by herself. Yes. And the stuff that she's shot with is when apparently they reshot them and just had a stand in and then they just edited that in or edited the other actor in. But the only moment that I was really thinking that it was a problem is when, when they're discussing who's the most valuable person on the crew. She's like, obviously. The German guy—he's the most important because if if he dies, what are we even doing here? But I'm the pilot, so and it, if I die, then we can't leave. I know you and Maria are like one and two. Oh yeah, y'all tied <laughs> for
0: third, or yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Tig's great. That was the only moment because like. Because when she's talking, there like she's actually off camera for part of it, mm. and then when they actually show like the side of her head, like a, I noticed there was some haziness. I think, but oh really, it, it didn't really bother me. I thought it was just post processing. Yeah, or I didn't post
0: production. If I'd that, I would noticed that, I would never. Yeah, exactly. I never would have thought it's because she actually wasn't in the scene. So good for them. A uh, good effort. She is fantastic. Love her in
1: Star Trek Discovery. Love her in this. I do have a tidbit. Uh oh. In the movie, when they open the vault, did you notice anything about that vault? I, no. Okay. Why? I'm gonna send you a picture. Uh oh. <laughs> where did you? So for any, where did you get that picture? Well, I I saw it. I was like, I was like, what the heck is that? That's not money. And then I went back a little bit and I was like, those look like film cans because I I used to work in a movie theater. I recognized a, the prop. I was like, that's a movie can. If uh. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, um, yeah, there are film cans of the Snyder Cut uh, in the vault. So thanks, Zach. We're going to post this picture on our Twitter, at SciFiWiseGuys on Twitter. We'll post it.
0: I'm sure y'all could also Google it, but you know, you should go over there instead. Drop a follow and uh, whatever. Well, I think that wraps us up. First impressions, mostly positive with some caveats. Let us know if you liked it. Let us know if you're actually planning on watching it. I mentioned we're at Sci Fi Wise Guys all over the internet as far as social media goes. Uh, do check us out Monday for our, our normal releases. We got a great Nicolas Cage movie coming up in a couple of days.
1: <laughs>
0: Willie's Wonderland. I think y'all like it.
1: But I appreciate y'all listening. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, and just know that if a billionaire tries to hire you to get $200 million out of a vault in Las Vegas, say no. Just say no. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Apparently, Batista's doing Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, and he's quitting the MCU. Oh, really? He's also in the new Thor. Yeah, yeah. A- apparently, he just he doesn't want to be shirtless anymore. <laughs> Is that really what yeah. he said? Interesting. So, yeah, because he's fifty something.
0: So. Yeah, he's like I'm gonna let myself go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. wonder if he'll uh, go out in a blaze of glory, or if he'll uh, just get written off, so they can bring him back later if need be. Uh I don't know. He deserves a blaze of glory, that's for sure.